Hello everyone, it's Sister Mercy here again with another episode of Spiritual Conversation with Sister Mercy. Today's episode is titled Establishing a Prayer Altar and Spiritual Healing. In our last episode, I talked about how I became born again for real after years of believing that I was a genuine Christian. How wrong was I? After my baptism, following my encounter with Jesus on the cross, that was the vision I had in the church, I started attending church services more regularly. I developed a hunger for the Word of God. I was reading the Bible at every opportunity I had. Gradually, the hunger died down a bit. I was still reading the Bible but not as much as as before. Something happened one day at work. I shared an office with an English lady who sat across from my desk. I was concentrating on a report I was writing and really wasn't paying much attention on what was going on around me in the office. Suddenly, I heard this voice behind me telling me to share the gospel with her. My instant response was no. My eyes went straight to the clock on the wall and I said, it is five o'clock, it is time for me to go home. I turned around to see who was telling me to do this and there was nobody there but me and this lady in the office. Later on, on my way home, it dawned on me that it was the audible voice of God that I have just heard. I felt so guilty in my spirit that I had to that I said no to God. That night as I prayed, I repented, asking the Lord to give me another chance to witness to this lady. A few days later, he gave me that chance. I found myself alone in the office once again with this lady. So I shared the gospel with her. This lady was in her late 40s. She did not believe in God. She said nobody has ever shared the gospel with her. This incident led me to write my first book, The Salvation Story. I continued my life as normal. During this time, I liked to listen to Christian radio at my desk in the office. So on one, one day, this, um, there was a discussion on the radio about prayer altars, establishing prayer altar in our homes. During that period, the Lord was also speaking to me about having regular prayer time at home. When the speaker spoke about prayer altars, this was exactly what the Lord has been speaking to me about. So when I heard this, I smiled and said, okay, Lord, I have heard. The next day, I chose um, a corner space in my sitting room, placing a nice comfortable chair there with a little table for my Bible and prayer books. I established myself a prayer altar. After reading in the book of Jeremiah, which said, you will seek me and find me When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found. From that day onward, 
I started seeking the Lord seriously. I was praying morning and night. Six, six o'clock in the morning, I would come down and sit at my prayer altar. I would pray, worship, read my Bible before the household got up. I carried on like this consistently for three years. In my pursuit of the Lord, I wanted him to reveal himself to me as his word had said. One night, after three years of praying morning and night, after one of my night prayers, I sat at the edge of my bed, preparing to get into bed. Suddenly, I felt a shift in the atmosphere in the room. It was as if I was catapulted into another dimension. The air in my room changed. I saw a hole that looked like a tunnel going round in my room. I saw a small spark of bright white light in the tunnel. The rest of the space in the tunnel was dark, pitch black. I kept looking at this thing, moving round in my room. I followed it with my eyes, wondering to myself, what in God's name is this? If I say I was not afraid, I would be lying. I did not think it was a vision. It was not a dream because I was wide awake. I kept watching this thing moving round and round in my room. Suddenly it disappeared and the air in my room became normal again. I rushed into my bed and covered my head with my, with my quilt. My whole body was shaking. I was saying to myself, what in God's name is this? What have I got myself into? That night, as I slept, the dreams started from that day onwards. I was having constant dreams and visions. Now I know majority of those dreams were actually demonic dreams. Being catapulted into the realms of the spirit is not a joke. You encounter all sorts of spirits, gods, angels, demoniacs, and the demoniacs will let you know that they are there. They hate you coming close to God. The spiritual attacks really started. In one of the dreams I had, Jesus appeared to me. He warned me that I would be attacked. He also said I should not worry that he was going to be there for me. When I had, when I had this dream, I did not fully understand what it meant. But over the years, I have come to understand the meaning of that dream. As the, as the episodes progresses, I will share other dreams and visions and the messages the Lord had given me. As I grew in my faith, the Lord began to use me to pray for people. He would send me to go and pray for people, mostly people with cancer. I think this came about because of the prayer. I prayed years ago when we had a relative with cancer stay with us as she received her treatment from a nearby hospital. This time, I was not born again Christian, but I did go to church most Sundays. I had a habit of going into her room every day and gently stroking her arms and wishing in my heart that I could pray for her and God will heal her. I did this every day. But I did not know how to pray for her healing. 
that this was a desire of mine to pray for her and God will heal her. Although this relative lost her battle with cancer, but I believe God did answer that prayer that from my heart. Yes, that prayer that came from my heart, he answered it. When I did give my life to Jesus, the Lord will instruct me to go and pray for such and such a person with cancer. The Lord connected me to these people through other people. I kept getting people talking to me about people with cancer. As I prayed, the Lord would then tell me, prepare a prayer and go and pray for them. I did this for about for, for about six people. I would go and pray for them, no matter where they were, some were in hospices, in their homes, or in hospital. I would go and pray for them, and the Lord would say to me, they are okay, they are healed. When I hear him say they are healed, in my mind, I will be thinking they are physically healed. The funny thing about this was every single person I prayed for at that time will get better, but after a couple of months, the illness will come back again, even worse this time. I was confused. Yes, I was confused. I would ask the Lord, what is happening here? Why are they getting sick again? But he kept saying to me, it is fine, they are well, they are healed. There was this one lady I prayed for. She was in a hospice. As I was praying for her, in the spirit I could see dark and grey clouds coming out of her nose and her mouth. Yes, and in the room, smelt of sulfur, rotten eggs. After this prayer, the ladies, the la that lady's condition improved and she was discharged home. However, after a couple of months at home, she was readmitted again to hospital. Her condition has deteriorated. I have come to understand the dark and grey clouds I saw coming out of her nose and mouth were the spirit of infirmity that was causing her illness. After casting them out, they came back again. After she was readmitted to hospital, I kept praying for her. I kept praying because I totally believed what the Lord had said about healing her. One morning around six o'clock, as I laid on the floor pleading for this woman's healing, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me that I should release her. I said, no, Lord, you promised. You promised you will heal her. I continued to pray. Once again, he said, release her. After a while, I said, okay, Lord, I release her. I prayed and released her, and the burden of prayer was then lifted from me. That same day, around 12 midnight, that lady died. At that time, I was quite young in the prophetic. I did not fully understand what was going on. When the Lord tells me he has healed somebody or he has done something, I believed. But what exactly he had done, I did not understand. I had my own idea of what I wanted and what I expected. It was later 
I realized every one of those people he asked me to pray for, they will get better and then later their condition will come back again, this time even worse than before and eventually they will die. All the six people I prayed for died. When the Lord said to me they are healed, I believed they were healed physically. It was later I came to understand their physical condition might not have been healed, but their spirit and their soul have connected with God. I did a lot of prayer of, of repentance, prayer of forgiveness, renouncing and breaking of curses. What the Lord was saying to me, their spirit and their soul is healed. Unfortunately, the healing did not have time to manifest into their physical body. The root of the problem had not been dealt with adequately for complete healing to take place. Their soul might have received a level of healing, but not completely for that healing to manifest onto their physical body. There might still be some dark areas in their soul that gave the demons enough legal right to come back again into their body. As the Lord was explaining this to me, the scripture that came into my mind was Matthew 12 from verse 43 to 45. And I'll read it. It says, Now when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it finds it unoccupied, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and takes along with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. What the Lord was saying to me was, when we pray for healing, we have a tendency to focus too much on the physical manifestation of healing, but we tend to ignore the root cause of that problem in the first place. It, will, it could be wounded soul, hurt, buried deep within that person's soul. Unforgiveness, resentment, hate, these are some of the things that can cause blockage in a person's soul and prevent their healing from manifesting in their body. The healing is in their spirit, but it must come through their soul, which is their mind, their free will, their emotions, and their intellect. Strongholds in these areas can prevent healing from coming through to the body. This is what happens when spiritual healing is, is um, taking place. When we pray for healing, the healing comes into our spirit. But for permanent physical healing to happen, the root cause of that sickness, the things that gave the demons the legal right to come into that person's body in the first place must be dealt with. And this is usually a soul problem. This is the reason John said in his third letter, chapter 1 verse 2 beloved i pray that in the i pray 
this is yeah this is the reason john said in his third letter chapter 1 verse 2 beloved i pray that in all respect you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers so without our soul being in good health if we do manage to get physical healing through prayer it will not last long because the soul still has things in it that is giving the demons the right to come back to that person's body this was what happened to the six people the lord led me to pray for yes this was what happened and now i understand why they will get better and then after a few months they will go back to how they were before or even worse that's the most thing, annoying thing the condition became worse but god is faithful he is faithful in all his ways he did teach me a lot during that period in time when i was praying for these people i learned a lot about healing we have come to the end of today's episode in episodes to follow i will be discussing more on spiritual healing i will share how the lord has been dealing with me in my own healing i will share the things i have been going through through that is in terms of ill health i believe the first time we pray for healing that is when we receive that healing we receive it in our spirit but we still have a lot of work to do before that healing comes through our soul and then into our physical body until then may the lord bless you and keep you well god bless goodbye Hello everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Spiritual Conversation with Sister Mercy. The title of today's episode is Be Consistent in Prayer. Over the years I have come to understand with the Lord Jesus, he likes consistency. He likes his children, the ones that profess faith in him, to be genuine and consistent with what they say and do. As I shared before, it took 3 years of persistent prayers before the Lord revealed himself to me. After I read in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29 verse 13, where the Lord said, "You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart." So I expressed my desire to the Lord on how much I wanted to know him I felt the spirit of the Lord say to me in my heart that I can have as much of him as I want or I can have as little of him as I want so really our relationship with the Lord depends on how much of him we want and how much effort we are willing to put in in seeking him with all our heart, mind and soul. If you want a lot of him, he will give you that. If you want little of him, he will also give you that as well. I wanted a lot of him. So, I set my mind in seeking him. 
It took three years of consistent prayers, fasting, reading the Bible before the Lord revealed himself to me. What I have come to understand from this experience is the Lord likes consistency. If you say you love him, you show it, you obey him, you abide in his word, and you do what he tells you to do. Yes, we do not always get it right. Sometimes we get distracted and drift away from his presence. But when his spirit convicts you, you come back again into fellowship with him. Just like David, David was focused in his pursuit of a relationship with God. At times he got it wrong. He fell into sin, but he had a heart of repentance. He had a teachable spirit. When the spirit of the Lord convicted him of his sins, he repented. He humbled himself and repented. This is how the Lord wants us to behave, to have a repentant heart. This is the reason the Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. David had a desire to know God, a sincere desire to be close to God. Yes, David did sin. We all have a sin nature that rebels against God. We live in a fallen world and the temptation to sin is all around us. We do fall into temptation sometimes. We do not get things right all the time before God. But if we have an attitude of sincere repentance towards God, he will be there to guide us. He will be there to teach us. As Christians, we need to have a teachable and a humble spirit. When we get things wrong and when we are corrected, we humble ourselves and we take on that correction. The book of Proverbs tells us, give instructions to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Proverbs 9 verse 9. Pride has no place in the kingdom of God. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. This is Proverbs 8 verse 13. God hates prideful spirit, but those with a humble spirit, he will exalt. Remain consistent in your prayers. God tells us in his word, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Proverbs 8, 17. Therefore, we need to be in the word. We need to be very diligent with our prayers. The things we pray for could take years to manifest. Sometimes I find myself being surprised when I see the physical manifestations of the things I have prayed for for years. Things I started praying for since 2008, I am still praying for them in 2021. I have seen God answer some of these prayers, especially prayers concerning my family, my children, my husband. I can see the things I prayed for for, you know, for years happening physically. This is the reason we need to be very diligent in our prayers. Beware of the things you are praying for. When I am praying for major issues that is giving me concerns in my life, I write them down and I bring these things before God practically every day. So when God answers, I will know. I will thank him and glorify his name. When you see the things 
you have prayed manifest before your eyes, this strengthens your faith and trust in God. Very often, people pray careless prayers. Much thought and energy are not invested in the way we pray and the things we pray for. This is one of the reasons we do not see majority of our prayers being answered. But when you are serious with your prayers, you know and believe that God answers prayers. You will take time to write out these major things, you know, these major things you want answers to. You will take time to research, searching the scriptures to find out what the word of God says about prayer and how to pray, what conditions will facilitate answers to your prayers. You obey these conditions. And when you abide by these conditions, believe me, you will receive answers to your prayers. It does not matter how long it takes. It may take years. If what you are praying for is God's will for your life, he will answer it. You will see your prayers being answered when you are diligent in seeking the Lord in his word and doing what his words tells you to do. God is faithful to his word. But we also need to be faithful and trust him to fulfill his promise to us. If you want to grow spiritually and see the Lord answer your prayers, obey his word and do what the word tells you to do and remain consistent in your obedience to his word. Nobody is perfect in doing what the word of God has instructed us to do. But as Christians, we need to have a conscience that is ready to take corrections and repent immediately when the Spirit of God convicts us of our shortcomings. With our behavior, negative thoughts, wrong attitude, or negative words, we should always be willing to repent immediately. This is how we remain holy and willing to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Nobody is perfect and God knows You know, God knows that. What he is looking for is our willingness to try and be good and repent when we fall short of his goodness. Going back to answers to prayers, I have come to understand that we do not dictate to God when he should fulfill his promises to us. God gives the promise and he also sets the time when that promise would come to pass. God also sets the process by which that promise will be fulfilled. It does not matter how long the promise of God takes to come to pass. It will come. If God has said it, it will happen. It is not up to us to say when God's promises should be fulfilled in our lives. Only God knows when his promises will come to pass in our lives. And he is not under any obligation to disclose this to us. God said to Abraham that he will have a son. God did not tell Abraham when that son will come. The only time God gave Abraham a specific time when that son will be born was after Abraham got Hagar, Sarah's Egyptian maid pregnant. God then appeared to him and said, At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year. And Sarah will have a son. Genesis chapter 18 verse 14. This was the only time God gave a specific time to Abraham regarding his promise of a son. 
Normally, God will not give us specific time period regarding his fulfillment of our promises. However, I believe when the time is drawing closer for our promise to be fulfilled, God might say, by this time, this will happen in order to encourage us to continue to believe and have hope and expectations of things to come. All we need to know and do is to believe and be consistent in prayer. Like the widow woman in Luke 18, she kept on going to the unrighteous judge despite his unwillingness to help her. Let us read this story from verse 4. For a while he was unwilling, but afterwards he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, Yet, this woman bothers me. I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? What Jesus is saying, if an unrighteous judge can answer the request of the widow in order to stop her from wearing him down, why would God not answer the prayers of his elect, his children? But will his elect have the faith to remain in a place of prayer? That is the question. Do not give up praying for the things God has promised you. God is faithful. He will fulfill his promises no matter how long it takes. We are the problem. We lack faith. We lack patience. And we lack understanding. During the period we are waiting for God to fulfill his promise to us, he is preparing our mind. He is preparing our spirit, our soul, to be able to receive what he has for us. Look at the story of Joseph. Joseph dreamt that his brothers would one day bow down to him. It took years for what Joseph dreamt about to come to pass. Within those years, God was doing work on Joseph. God was refining Joseph's mind, his character, his integrity. God was dealing with Joseph's heart and mind. The same thing applies to us. God will give us dreams and promises for our lives. But first, he must prepare us so we can be able to handle what God has for us. If we receive what God has for us without us allowing him to prepare us for it, that thing can destroy us. It can truly destroy us. Whatever dream God has given you or promises he has made to you, be consistent in prayers and allow God to prepare you to receive these things. A delay in prayers being answered does not necessarily mean God is saying no. Majority of the time it is because he is preparing us so we can be fully prepared to receive what he has for us. On our part, we make sure our heart and mind remain pure towards God and towards our brethren. We have, we should have a repentant and a forgiving heart. Eventually, 
we will see the manifestations of the promises God has made for our lives and the physical manifestations of our prayers. You know, of our prayers. So this is the reason we should remain consistent in prayers. God will answer those prayers. As long as he has made you that promise, that promise will come to pass. Amen. We have come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. I pray the Lord will shine his light on you, guide you, and keep you safe. Until next time, goodbye, and God's blessings be upon you and your household. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Spiritual Conversation with Sister Mercy. As I sought the Lord in prayer, asking him for direction on how to pray for his intervention in the nation of Nigeria, this was what I felt in my spirit. Take your example of how to pray from the book of Daniel, chapter 9. I will respond according to your words. What have I said in my word about the faith of the wicked? Find out what I said will happen to the wicked in my book. Pray according to what I have said will happen to the wicked. Then I will respond to your words like I responded to Daniel's words. After receiving these words, I was inspired to write out this prayer for the nation of Nigeria. Our prayers are invitation. You know, we are inviting God into our situation and our faith in the assurance that he will answer our prayers when we ask in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, activates his power to change things. There is no distance in prayer, no culture, or language barrier that prayer cannot overcome. In Matthew 16, 19, Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In Ezekiel 22, verse 30, God said, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me, on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Father, today we stand in the gap for the Christians and the true church of Jesus Christ in the nation of Nigeria. We ask that you stop the Fulani Islamists from destroying your people. Our Father in heaven, we come to you today in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we bow before you with a humble and a repentant heart. Father, your word tells us, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom will come. Your will will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Father, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. 
Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Father, in your word, you have said, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood, and has not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord. Father, we know our hands and hearts are not clean, but today we come before you to ask for your forgiveness, forgiveness of our trespasses, for the sake of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. In your word you tell us, in mercy and truth atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord one departs from evil. Father, in your mercy and truth, you have provided atonement for our iniquity in the person of your Son, Jesus Christ. But in our ignorance and pride, we have failed to depart from evil because we have no fear of the Lord in us, especially those who call themselves Christians, those who profess faith in your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who you publicly presented as a propitiation for our sins. Father, we have sinned against you. The Christians in Nigeria have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled against you. The churches in Nigeria have departed from your word. Your shepherds are preaching the words of men, and as such we have created gods of our own imaginations, gods of mammon, gods of wealth, gods of get rich quick. We have departed from your true gospel, Jesus Christ crucified and hellfire. We have left our spiritual doors open and the enemy has entered our lives. His aim is to kill, destroy and to steal. O oh Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face as it is this day to the churches in Nigeria. Because of our unfaithfulness to you, every aspect of our lives has been has some degree of demonic influence. Our relationships with one another, our marriages, our communities, businesses, our government, churches, every aspect of our lives are influenced by the evil one. Oh Lord, to us belongs shame of face, to our pastors, evangelists, prophets apostles, and every individual in Nigeria that call themselves a believer in Jesus Christ. We have not obeyed your word, which our Lord Jesus Christ commanded us to obey. Father, from your mouth comes wisdom and knowledge. We have failed to acquire the knowledge and wisdom that comes from the words of your mouth. Yes, we Christians in Nigeria has failed to walk and live our lives according to your words written in your Holy Bible. Because of this, the enemy has risen up against your churches in the nation of Nigeria. Oh, Father, help us to turn away from our iniquities. Help us to understand your truth as it is written in your Holy Bible. Lord, according to all your righteousness, we pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from this nation called Nigeria. Because of our sins, 
and for the iniquities of our government officials, the politicians, pastors, teachers, every person that calls themselves a Nigerian. Nigerian has become a reproach to all nations. Yes, to all other nations. Nigeria is seen by other nations as the scam and fraud capital of the world. Now, therefore, our Father, hear the prayers of your servants and their supplications for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Cause your face to shine on this nation called Nigeria that is deep in darkness and deception. Father, your word tells us that the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Lord, we do not come to you in our own righteousness, but you said in your word, those who have faith in your son, Jesus Christ, has been justified. We are righteous in your sight because of our faith in Jesus. As such, you will hear and answer our prayers for your own glory and honor. Merciful Father, O oh my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our darkness and deception. Father, we do not present our supplications and prayers before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercy. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God. For your church, which is called by your name, the body of Christ, we have sinned against you. Yes, the churches in Nigeria, our pastors, teachers, your shepherds, your people are a reproach to all those around us. Unbelievers blaspheme the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because we have failed to obey the word of our Lord and Savior. Rather, we have joined the world in the worship of mammon. O oh Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. The body of Christ in Nigeria has fallen short of your glory. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled against you by departing from your word, your holy Bible. We have taken your salvation and grace for granted. O oh Lord, righteous belongs to you but to us shame of face as it is this day to the body of Christ in Nigeria because of our sins against you to the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness though we have rebelled against him we have not obeyed the commandment of our father to love the Lord with all our heart mind and strength we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves as such we have departed yes the church have departed from the truth that is in your holy bible father we ask that you hear the prayers of your servants our supplications for the lord's sake cause your face to shine on your church in nigeria and in the whole of africa father in second kings 19 Verse 15 to 19, King Hezekiah presented to you a letter written by the Assyrian king Sennacherib. In the letter, the Assyrian king made threats on how he was going to destroy Judah and the Jewish people. King Hezekiah prayed and asked you to save them from King Sennacherib. Father, you said to King Hezekiah, Yes, 
you said to Hezekiah through your prophet Isaiah, because you have prayed to me against the Nacherib king of Assyria, I have heard you. Father, you answered Hezekiah's prayers. Your word tells us, and it, and it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. Father, your people, the Christians in Nigeria, are now facing similar threat from the Fulani Islamist jihadists. Father, they are threatening to wipe out Christianity from the nation of Nigeria. This is their written threat. And as King Hezekiah presented the written threat of King Zenechareb, we now present to you the written words of the Fulani Islamist jihadist. We call on all true Muslims. This is the time to act. This is the time for Second Holy War. We started in 1804. The British stopped us. We must regain the territories lost. It is against Islam to rotate power with infidels. Forget about election. That will only lead to sharing of power. Think of the kingdom that we shall rule forever. We can change history. Osman Danfodio did it successfully. We can do it too. We must take the enemies in the west, central and the north by surprise. That is the plot. Disperse and occupy their homes, forests, streets, schools, market and act as spies. We will, you will suffer in this rain. Cold and dust will pour on you. But heaven will honor you after the inevitable battles. Our attacks on the infidels must be total and overwhelming. We must begin by instilling fear in them, weaken their resolve through kidnaps, brutal rapes, making it difficult for them to farm and subdue them before the war. Our strategies involve learning from the tactics of the past and emerging it with the wisdom of the moment. There is no going back. Nigeria is our own. It was handed over to us by Allah. How then can we share what is ours? We must never fight a defensive war. We must take the battle to the homes of the infidels. We must use everything that we have, whether you are a boy, a lady, a man, or a woman. All Muslims of Fulani origin must take this as a duty. We must sharpen our fighting weapons. Everything is a weapon. Your okada, your knives, hands, the trailers you drive, the tankers you fuel, food you sell, the house of the infidels that you guide. Study very well and wait for our order. The battle must be fought in their homeland. The, mid, the middle belt must be totally crushed. They are few and divided. Never trust anyone in the east and south, not even their filthy Muslims who do everything Allah rejects. Get yourself prepared. The battle is near. O oh, merciful Father, these are the words of this Fulani jihadist. These are the things they have planned and have begun to execute in this nation called Nigeria. Oh my God, incline your ear and hear.
Open your eyes and see what the evil and wicked Fulani jihadists have planned for your elect in Nigeria. O Father, we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies and your wonderful gift of grace which you have given to mankind through your Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who through his blood the doors of heaven has been opened for us. And you have instructed us to boldly come in to your throne of grace and ask for help in time of need. Father, your people in Nigeria are in a desperate situation right now. We are like sitting ducks for the Fulani Jihadist, Father. Father, if you do not intervene on our behalf, we will all perish. Oh Lord, hear the cries of your children. Oh Lord, forgive. Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your own people. The body of Christ in Nigeria, your people who are called by your name. Father, do for us what you did for King Hezekiah and the people of Judah when the king of Assyria threatened to destroy them. Father, we are also asking, save us, save Nigeria from the hands of these Fulani jihadists. Lord, when your daughter first sought you in prayer regarding this situation, and direction and how to pray. These were the words you gave me. You said, take your example of how to pray from the book of Daniel chapter 9. I will respond according to your word. What did I say in my word about the fate of the wicked? Find out what I said would happen to the wicked in my book and pray according to what I have said would happen to the wicked. Then I will respond to your words like I responded to Daniel's words. Father, your word says, Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him, but it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days which are as a shadow, because he does not fear before God. Father, as you have said in your word, it will not be well with the wicked. The Fulani jihadists are wicked souls bent on the destruction of your people. Father, you have promised to deliver your people from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the way of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. Father, the Funani jihadists are wicked people who have set their mind in destroying your church in Nigeria. Father, let your curse be upon the house of every Funani Islamist jihadist in Nigeria. Like you, Father, like just like you sent it out in the book of Zechariah to enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by your name. Father, let your curse remain in their midst and consume their house with its timber and stones. Father, let your curse be upon their lives. They devise evil continually. They sow discord. Therefore, the calamity shall come suddenly. Yes, suddenly without remedy. Father, your word tells us that hell and destruction are before the Lord. So how much more the hearts of the sons of man. Father, 
Our prayer today is that you turn the hearts of the wicked towards righteousness. Help them to repent and do right in your sight. However, if they continue in their wickedness, you said the Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. Father, let the day of doom come upon the wicked who shed innocent blood in the nation of Nigeria. Father, in your word, you said these six things you hate. Yes, the seventh are an abomination to you. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that devise wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among brethren. Father God, the Fulani jihadists are a proud people. They have lying tongues. Their hands shed innocent blood and their hearts are filled with wicked plans. Their feet run swiftly to do evil. They are false witnesses who speak lies and they have sown discord among the people of Nigeria. Father, you said, when the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more. Father, let your whirlwind pass across the nation of Nigeria. Let the wicked be no more in the nation of Nigeria. Father, let the years of the wicked in Nigeria be shortened. Let the expectations of the wicked in Nigeria perish. Let destruction come to the wicked. Yes, to the wicked, the workers of iniquity, let destructions come to them. Let the wicked not inhabit, yes, the nation of Nigeria. The wicked in Nigeria will fall by their own wickedness. They will be caught in their own lust. Father, let the righteous be delivered from trouble. Let that trouble come to the wicked instead. Father, I pray that those who pursue evil in Nigeria will pursue it unto their own death. Father, you said those who are perverse in their heart are an abomination to you. And you have said the wicked will not go unpunished. Father, I pray that your word will come to pass in the lives of every wicked person in Nigeria. From the top government officials, the politicians, civil servants, police officers, doctors, teachers, everybody that have been stealing from the common man, woman and child, denying them what is rightfully theirs as citizens of Nigeria. The expectations of the wicked is wrath. Father, let your wrath come upon every wicked person in Nigeria who refuses to repent of their wickedness. Let your wrath fall upon them. Father, your word says the righteous will be recompensed on the earth. Father, you said how much more the ungodly and the sinner. Father, recompense all the wicked people in Nigeria according to the works of their hands. Your word says the light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. Father, put out the lamp of the wicked in Nigeria. In your word, Father, you have said, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Father, teach us how to make our ways pleasing to you so our enemies, those who want to cause us harm, can live at peace with us. In your word, my heavenly Father, you have said, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Father, 
You have provided atonement for our iniquities. Father, let that truth be a reality in every man, woman, and child in Nigeria. Open our hearts and mind to willingly accept your mercy and truth. Let the fear of the Lord keep us away from doing evil and wickedness. Father, in your word, you said that the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. Father, help your people to be pure in their hearts, so our words will be pleasant to you. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Father, the Fulani jihadists have made their plans on how they intend to destroy Nigerian Christians. Our Father in heaven, our prayer today is those who have made plans to carry out evil and wicked atrocities on the people of Nigeria. Father, we ask that you scatter their plans to the four corners of this earth. Father, direct their steps towards confession and repentance of their evil and wicked plans. Father, the heart of man is in your hands. Father, we ask that you direct the heart of this Fulani jihadist towards the way of righteousness. In your word, merciful Father, you said it is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. But Father, look at the leaders that rule the nation of Nigeria. Wickedness are deep in their spirit. You said a throne is established by righteousness. There is no righteousness in Nigeria, at least among our leaders. Every one of them is deep in corruption and wickedness. I am sorry, Father. How can Christians vote for a man that does not know God to rule over them? In a way, we have got what we ask for, injustice and wickedness. But Father, you are a God of mercy, a God of compassion. Please forgive us our sins against you. The nation of Nigeria have sinned against you. But you are merciful. You are gracious, you are long-suffering, and you are abiding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin. Father, we ask that you deliver us from the hands of the Fulani jihadists. Father, let those who dig a hole for others fall in it. This is our prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you have promised to respond to our words as you responded to Daniel's words. Father, these are our words. Please respond according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you, merciful Father. The Lord Jesus is calling on all Nigerian Christians at home and abroad to unite and pray for their nation. God sent Jonah to the people of Nineveh to warn them of the pending disaster heading their way. Nineveh heard the word of the Lord and they repented of their iniquity against God. God sent prophets to Israel and Judah to warn them of the disaster heading their way. Israel and Judah did not hear the word of the Lord. Israel was captured and taken away by the Assyrian king. Judah was captured by the Babylonians and taken to Babylon for 70 years. The Lord is warning the churches in Nigeria, wake up, repent of your sins, of idolatry, and carry out and cry out to the Lord to save us from the hands of the Fulani jihadists. In 2008, the Lord spoke to me saying, his children are stiff-necked. 
you would have thought they would learn a lesson from what I did to Israel. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did yesterday, he will also do today. But his grace and mercy is renewed every morning. Nigerian Christians, the Lord is calling us to repentance. Don't allow what happened to Israel, Judah, and Constantinople, now Turkey, to happen to you. In the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14, God says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Nigerians, arise, repent of your sins against the living God and cry out to him and he will hear, forgive us our sins and heal our land. He is a merciful and gracious God. It is not his will that any of us shall perish. Our destiny is in our hands. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, 20, God said to the Israelites, I call heaven and earth as witness, to you, as witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Let me remind you once again, the Lord has said to us, Assuringly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. The Lord has given us this blessed assurance that whatever we put a stop to on this earth, it will be stopped in heaven. And whatever we agree to on this earth, it will be agreed in heaven. I am calling on all God-fearing Nigerians to rise up in prayer and put a stop to the devilish plans of the Fulani jihadists. Agree with me for the will of God to be done in this nation called Nigeria. The Lord has promised us, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Come on, agree with me in this matter. The Lord has promised to respond to our words like he responded to Daniel's words in Daniel chapter 19. The Lord is also saying to us, Nigerian Christians, if you do not want to end up like the Israel of old and Judah and Constantinople, which is now Turkey. This is the time to wake up and pray. Time is running out. He who has ears, let him hear. Time scale for this prayer and fasting is 152 days, starting from the 1st of June, 2021 to the 31st of October, 2021. We need to pray 6 a.m. and 12 midnight prayers every day for 152 days. If you wish to receive a copy of this prayer for the nation of Nigeria, email me at mercy.missionministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please share this audio so more people can join in this prayer chain for Nigeria. May the good Lord protect and guide our nation. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.